0: Welcome back to Ironcast. The Ginger Pele is back once more. We've got a very special guest this week, Ginge. Massive. Look at him. One of my favourites. <laughs> I'm not
1: just saying it because he sat there and his me <laughs> He says it whenever he's every time, here. What, what he mates, I'm here. one of me mates. Then he you always forgets me
2: whenever <laughs> he's doing his all-time like 11s or whatever. But I then, uh, I'll well, tell you one thing, though. If he goes on a night out, he never forgets me because he knows he has a good oh, night. Uh, there yeah. we go. There we go. <laughs> i leave
0: it there, I, think. I was hoping you two would start two-footing each other. That's brilliant. <laughs> Former West Ham United captain, current first-team coach, Kevin Nolan, is a guest on the show this week. Yeah, so, Kev, I heard you weren't best pleased that Ging left you out of his first 11. <laughs> oh, no, no. You picked 1-11. No,
2: no. You didn't even make the... the yeah, I don't thing. even think... You know when you're actually talking about midfielders, he didn't even, I didn't even get a mention. Not so even in the conversation mention. You, did, like, you, you, were, you were like, oh, there. it's my best. Shkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, I <love> this guy. <laughs> well,
1: you know, it, you, you were in there and um, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it made it worse because Kev put me in his
2: 11. So I was sat there thinking, oh, no, I was like, uh,
0: yeah, because I didn't have no many cents and to play with. <laughs> <laughs> no no, no half-decent ones, anyway. Um, I thought we could kick off, Kev. I mean, he's disrespected you there. Leaving you out. I uh, wondered if you could tell a Ginger Ging- Pele <laughs> story. Could you tell a Ginger Pele story? From your time oh, we've, got, we've
2: got a few out. Uh, there's not, not ones where I could share <laughs> I on this podcast. Say, yeah, we need to <laughs> no, be careful. Look, I, well, listen, it was a fantastic time. That time when, you know, we had Ginge, obviously Knowles was the vice-captain then. Uh, we had a good bunch of... British, English lads who were all just really close, stuck together, uh, wanted to fight on and off the field, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was it was great, but we you know, we we done it for the for the passion and the reason that we wanted West Ham to be better. We, we we believed that we could make them better and I think we had some really good seasons here because of that, you know. Um because of that your sort of mentality of togetherness and knowing that you're made to do anything for you. And yeah, uh, you know what said that Andy Carroll, Carton call you know the characters what we we had in the in the dressing room was yeah sometimes it was hard to handle being the captain but yeah uh, I was found uh, it, like it's lovely to hear from you but
1: I'm not just saying it because you sat there <laughs> all that come from you though didn't it I I think looking back at those times I remember my first day coming back when I came back from Villa I don't think we had played against each other but we hadn't I don't think we had met I remember I walked into the I walked into the medical room first yeah. person I bumped into was, was Kev. And it was like I'd met you before. He was mate straight yeah. away, and you could just tell. I'm not, and I'm not just saying it's here. It, it was all because of him, the team spirit we had in that team, uh, the players we were sort of attracting. Obviously, he was yeah. close with big Sam. Players we were getting in all fitted into into the way we played and, yeah. and the dynamic of the football club at the time. And it was
2: and you, and you look at it the year Sam left. We were, I think, at Christmas we were around the top four. I think we were actually third mm, wow. coming around Christmas, and then yeah. it, all the news broke that Sam would be leaving at the end of the season. And it sort of The seasons just sort of pitted out. Whereas, you know, we felt—I always felt—if we—if that would have been built on just at that moment, who knows what could have happened? You know, because we we believe that we 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 should be up there. But because of that, you know, Sam sort of took his eye off the ball. You know, he starts looking a bit different. Everything, you know, you realise he's not going to be here this next season. Who's going to be here? Who's going to be leaving? And yeah, it was it was such a shame because that that year I thought we we had the credentials to have a real good season and finish in a good enough spot to be to be there or thereabouts.
0: The top of the Premier League is a far cry from what you inherited as club captain when you came in in 2011. You were a club captain at Newcastle, win the Premier League. You dropped down in division to join West Ham United and we'd just been relegated after the Avram Grant year. So, yeah. I mean, when you came in, you must have seen an enormous undertaking. It was a big job to be done at West Ham when you joined, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, I was, I, I was never afraid of a challenge, and I think because Sam was, you know, and I won't, I won't deny it. It was, a, it was a massive, you know, uh, attraction to me. But then when I spoke with David Sullivan and the passion he, he showed me and what he wanted and what he was expecting, I, I remember walking into his house, and I don't know if you've been to uh, Mr. Sullivan's house. But it is absolutely gigantic, new, humongous. The 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 room where you actually waiting room is bigger than my whole house, if you <laughs> like. And yeah, it it was just like surreal. And then I, I walk into his office and in, obviously get introduced. And and then it was just the fire and the you know the passion what he showed me was like oh yeah I, I I've definitely made the right movie. Even though I knew I was leaving a fantastic club up behind, I knew I was joining another one, and I wanted to come and go. Yeah, I can do this, and and it, and that was it from day one. I just sort of laid out that no matter what, we'll be back in the Premier League next year. And if any of the lads went with me, then they'd be told, or you know, they'd be booted in training and want to go <laughs> at some point. So, and that's what Sam and trusted me with. You know, he trusted with me being able to manage the dressing room, if you like, and and he, he trusted my, my instincts in in players because there was a lot of players here who, who were under a bit of. Scrutiny, you know, they'd just been relegated. They, they took a bit of stick on social media. It wasn't as much as what it is now. But, you know, then it was still hurting them. But, we, we you know, there were some players who made real positive contributions that year. You know, Julian Faubert, for instance, when we come, you know, there was lots of talk about him wanting to leave, being a really bad egg in the dressing room. And he was the total opposite. Great lad. You know, I, I got on really well with him. He made really positive Positive contributions throughout the season, whether he made five, six appearances here and there, or just made, you know, oh, but was a good lad around to have around. And it's just, you know, when you're actually people are talking about things yeah. and you, you know, yourself changing it. Yeah. Everyone just likes to create a story when they don't really know the story, and it just gets worse and worse. It's but mad how you see Kev's yeah. hit the nail on the head there. How, how often you see people talking from
1: the outside. I've gone to clubs and people said about players, oh, he's this, he's that. And you get there and they're great lads (laughs) and and you're just thinking, oh, people have a preconception of players from the outside, the press or whatever about players who are at a football club, and they haven't got a clue. You get there and they're they're great lads We've had along the years. I I was going to say to you, Kev, that first, when you first come in with Big Sam in the championship, did did you, in the dressing room, did you get any feeling off some of the boys thinking right, this is he's big sam's big sam's boy you you can't say too much (laughs) 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 it's gonna get straight back to the boss
2: (laughs) we had scotty parker who had just like he was the captain and i've just took the captaincy off him because there was lots of you know talk of him leaving you know i think he wanted to get out he wanted to be back in the premier league which we which i understood i've just left the premier league but i I was coming for a different reason he wanted to get back into the prem so we knew that was happening you know the gaffer had said that so i had the the, the, the talk with Scotty to say like you know there's no our feelings I'll always be here and I, and I said to the lads look I said look I haven't come in here to be a spy I'm not a spy I'm not, his, <laughs> I'm, not his, I'm not his man it's weird that you have to say that yeah right? yeah yeah but did like, Scott Parker yeah, have that's exactly jacket what a jacket on at this point exactly on. what a spy would say Scotty Scotty obviously loved loved his dress sense and and then it was just funny because you're just seeing like nose right behind yeah. him, you know what I mean exactly the <laughs> same Scott uh, Parker yeah, yeah. was the only man to come into training at Chadwell Heath at the time which was portal cabins in sometimes a full
1: suit <laughs> Suit jacket, like he was going out in London, and then Nobbs was young at the time. A couple of weeks before Scotty came in, he'd come in in a tracksuit. All of a sudden, Nobbs is coming in in suit jackets. Hang on, and it's just going on here. Oh
2: yeah, so it, it was hard, sort of trying to get you know their trust quickly, but it did take time, and I knew that was going to happen, you know, because ultimately I come in as Sam's guy but I'm sure when we probably after the first couple of weeks when we had our first option when we were going at each other and (laughs) and then I'd backed him over a couple of players you know who he was having a go at and I'd sort of stepped in and gone like nah like he's done right and whatever they sort of start to think aye aye no he is he is one of the lads he is one of (laughs) the lads I would say I know you had a great relationship with with Sam but
1: Kev, was, you were probably the only person who could say that to Sam. <laughs> yeah. that everyone else yeah. would be sat in the dressing room like, oh, don't pick on me, don't pick on me, boss. And then Kev would just say it for you. And that's why he was a, a great skipper.
2: Yeah, and I think that was it. I think it, it took that time, but I think they realized then that Sam entrusted in, in me and he, he trusted my say-so, if you like, within that. And sometimes I'd like go and see him after, after the game or after something's happened and... He'd give me a rollicking on my own, don't do that, don't do this. You know what I mean? And, and I knew when when where my line was right. because he was the boss and he is, you know, I still call him Gaffer now to this day. Um because he was fantastic for me throughout my career and everything else. And, you know, I, I love him for that. You know, I've got a, you know, such a, a respect for him off the field. He's a he's a great man, he's great to be around, you know, the, the respect what my family have for him. So f- for me, he knew that he had that my, my respect and I would never ever overstep that mark. Yeah, but I always had the b- lads back when I thought that it was the right time, and you know he w- he probably went too far, which sometimes he probably said, <laughs> and, and Ginger'll tell you, but you know some of his rants were absolutely iconic, Andy, yeah. and brilliant. You know, uh, just things you can't. I used to love say. with Sam.
1: <laughs> say we'd go and. We'd lose in the, we'd go 1 0 down and he'd slide down his seat a little bit. And then you'd look over, we were 2 0 down and he'd get a bit
0: further down his seat. You are would oh no,
1: I, this is going to be epic at half time or full time. And then he'd cross his arms. And you think, like, oh, I, I in, think, I don't oh, want to go in. You think, I don't want to go in at half time. Half time, we're getting it, Yeah. But again, on the
0: other hand, yeah. played well for him. Yeah, yeah. The other thing to say about Big Sam is he is big. He's massive. He's yeah, scary when you meet him and you, when you realize that's the guy, when you see him angry on the touchline, Yeah. Like, if you're in the dressing room with him and he's four foot away from you screaming, it must be a scary yeah. thing,
2: right? Well, I've, I've been pinned up by him. I got oh, pinned man. up by him in my early career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was at Bolton, only eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, I think I was. Uh, I must have been eighteen. Then. No, nineteen. I was because we were in the prem, um, and obviously, our, our, uh, he was just. It was a Thursday, and he was just trying out a few things, and I wasn't in the eleven, which was, which was, um, which was obviously starting, or I thought was starting. So I'm like, "You've got the, I've training. got the in training." And it obviously showed. I thought I was being clever, like you know, and I didn't think he got onto it. And then he just went, to, can I see it afterwards?" Like just dead chilled out. And I was thinking, "Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can." Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready gonna for ask, you. I'm ready for <laughs> you. Yeah, you can. I'm going to be asking why I'm I'm not playing. <laughs> right. So, so I've like I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking. Ah, oh, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on me. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm human. I'm raging. <laughs> I've walked into the office before I could even sit down. He's got me right up against the wall. Don't you ever, ever, ever toss one of my sessions off ever again. I'm warning you, lad. Don't you ever do it again. I'm like that. Like, yeah. feet up. I'm obviously six foot three. Like, skinny as you like then, you know. And like, I'm like... Of course, yeah. oh, I've come in to say Sonny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely melted right in there. I was thinking, got out of there, all
2: right. I, I've got, I've, <laughs> I remember going in a similar sort of situation. I remember going in to see him
1: <laughs> like wasn't playing and you go in, boss, you know, any reasons why I'm not playing. And you used to go into Sam and it's all calm, like Kev says, you'd sit in front of him and you'd say his bit and you'd walk back out and you'd go, I'm not sure I've got any answers there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, still, I still don't know why I wasn't playing. But well, he's right. But he's right. I, I, I can't he's say cool. nothing. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Guff. Cheers, yeah, boss. Cheers, yeah, cheers. yeah. You bang on. You bang on, boss. You bang
0: on. Uh, uh-huh. um, Kev, you've been involved in two of the best moments in the, probably in the last 20 years of West Ham history, the playoff final in 2012, how that first season with Big Sam ended, and of course, Prague, which we'll get onto. But 2012, how was it for you? How was it to be inside of those celebrations yeah. when the tension w- of
2: a day like that it's quite interesting because we watched it through the, it was well, during the summer it was on you No, know, like you have the yeah, rest games yeah. and that and it was on and I was uh, I started getting goosebumps about it again because you you know when you see yourself walking out and all that and then me, me, me little boy now he's 13 he's getting it all he's loving it where mad Maddy is now Sun, he's like, he's gone. So, what happened? And I, I could, I remembered every little bit. This will yeah. happen now. I, yeah, I, I'm Is like, it, that's it, that your first earlier. time watching I, it back? Yeah, yeah. Well, <gasps> yeah, because I very rarely watch myself back, if you like. I watch loads of games games of everyone, players, everything. Quite funny because when we were in Australia not so long ago, a fella was uh, asking me to sign all these like pictures. Australian fella obviously just got loads of pictures of me celebrating goals and all that. And I was like, yeah. And I, and one of the media staff was with me, and I was going, oh, that was that one. Yeah, I remember that goal that scored that one against. Yeah, that was against That's them. So it was like, and it was just like it was just like you know going back. So yeah, going back to the championship final, I sort of knew that that year when I left that uh, left Newcastle to West Ham that that was that was what I had to do, and it was like the focus was we need to get up. But I remember and I, when I was sitting there just watching it, the actual relief. Yeah. I remember when the when the whistle when that goal went in when Vazte scored, and then there's a moment when JC gets caught in the oh, in the yeah. middle of the pitch. Yeah. That's a rugby tackle, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's tra- and and you if you could actually see me nose and everybody Adam at, at that point he knew he was he knew, yeah. <laughs> like if that would have happened he would have got killed in the dressing room and from either one of the players or definitely Big Sam, but you know like you remember that now as a funny part of it. Mm. Um, but the moment that whistle blew, the relief to go. But back where we belong.
0: After relegation, they rebuilt, they re- reinvigorated, they reinvested as well. And now, West Ham are returning. More than a club, it says on those t shirts. Well, this is more than just a playoff win for West Ham United. They're back amongst the elite of English football. Their first visit to the new Wembley has yielded their first win at the new Wembley. Mission accomplished.
2: I've done what I set out to do, get them back there, and now we've got to now the next. It was just sort of switch. Now the next step, we, we've got to establish ourselves again back in the Premier League. We're not going back down, you know, because it's the hardest thing getting yourself back up, but then you are staying up. You know what I mean? And but we we, we realized we had a decent decent enough squad, and then adding these lads as we were going along, we we realised then that we were gonna we were only gonna get better. But that that, that moment, like just I remember it because it's quite an heavy cup and if you watch it, no. I just throw it <laughs> with one hand. Like, <laughs> like, is it like it's got not always I love the, it. I love the fact like, that you remember
1: everything <laughs> about the game, but probably not for don't, don't remember like three weeks after the game. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would say after that relief of, yeah, of, of getting back. I, I know you're not a nervous person, K. but yeah. nervous before, was is that probably the most nervous? You, I could, ima- yeah,
2: yeah, like, I could imagine it, was a, it was a nice nervous, you know what I mean, because you want to be part excited. of them games, yeah. you know what I mean. I was excited. We were at Wembley, you know, I thought we, we'd done Blackpool. In the two games, quite handsomely four 0 in the league, felt like real confident going into the game, and and then the next minute you're like, "Pow!" They, they've they've had all these chances, and you're like, "Right, we've got to start working our way back into this." And and we did, and settled we as we settled it down, and I, and I just Vastey has a, a big chance. In, he misses in the a first lot actually half. when you watch yeah. it back.
0: Though I watched it the other day. Yeah. and it was like, Vazte gets a lot of chances. Yeah, in he that got a lot
2: of opportunities, and I think we, if we because and I think it's just after Coley scores, you get all. It, yeah, just after Coley scores, we get another chance with him on the back on the far post on the left hand side. And he and he scuffs his chance. And I think if we would have got if he would have scored that, I think it would have been comfortable. It would have been more comfortable for us, and obviously but obviously they hit us really early in the second half, you know, the all the things what Sam would have been saying to us at halftime, don't concede, you know, first thing is first fifteen minutes, get through that, settle the game down, then start playing your game, get you know, get yourselves back in back in there half and, and punish them and um, obviously that goes out the window after I think it's a minute isn't it yeah. I actually watched
1: that game on a Matty Evendon stag do in Miami <laughs>
2: <laughs> i never forget it because Chelsea won the uh, yeah. Champions League that night yeah, yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drogba day. scored
1: the, the header in the last minute yeah, yeah. So, pool yeah. party and uh, you, you were under all that pressure and I was watching it around the pool in Miami <laughs> thinking yes here's my neck here we go yeah, <laughs> Noles, yeah, waiting yeah, for the phone yeah, nobes yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you nearly scored a worldie well in that game didn't it hit the bar yeah he just body? gets a
2: touch to it yeah yeah, coming over and I just thought yeah i mean and I had the side foot wound and the, the, the volley, side foot volley what I, I had on, I, I had that and on top, on tap, yeah, oh. that was like, that was my my thing.
0: Taylor, McCartney, Molan! off the crossbar, followed in by Taylor, what a moment that would have been. Well, that's all it takes, Blackpool, that is all it takes, one moment of real quality
2: when I hit it, I thought goal right away. Like, uh, and if you watch it really closely, he just gets a little touch. And um, and because it actually where it actually hits the bar, I think if if he hasn't got the touch, it's sort of going to be your bower. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's,
1: what,
2: that's what I've got <laughs> what in the end anyway. That's what he tells everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could <laughs> have <laughs> been? like side Wembley best of you from history. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, but look, I could tell the way you're talking about it. Great yeah.
1: memories, like the smile on your face as yeah. you're talking about it. I mean, no, I You only it's... imagine what it was like after.
2: Yeah, it was great. Well, to be honest, all the lads were shooting off. Nose was getting married that year oh, to, course, to Carly. Yeah. So he was going off on a stag do. He was off to, I don't know, I think he went to Vegas. I think he went. Don't I don't think you sure. invite for that. No, one, no. Did you? I, I didn't know. Scott, was on that way. Oh, oh know, see, <laughs> didn't was he? dress.
1: We didn't dress smart enough for Nose's stag do.
2: But yeah, so yeah, I remember yeah. he got off, and I hired a big coach for all my family to come down from from the north and then hired out the Wolfen Abbey quite cool, that was quite a nice, nice civilized nice so meal yeah, kevin like, was it yeah just
0: get like a function room yeah yeah the, <laughs> the function <laughs> yeah when the, the nolans f- get together <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is carnage <laughs> did you get a dj no, and yeah. all that no we, yeah well no we all think we're dj's we all think we can <laughs> sing so it was yeah but it was brilliant Obviously, all the lads like oh, you we look back now and obviously it was like 10 years ago last year so on the memories of everyone who on facebook and all that they were all yeah, sending all me the pictures you know, all my cousins, people who I haven't seen like for years because of COVID and stuff saying, remember this day? And I remember that day I hired the England coach for them to come down. (laughs) <laughs> so they had the England coach coming down. England hadn't even used it, yet. So <laughs> but I had my, oh my law. So we England, had to get on it like the <laughs> yeah. next week. And it's
1: like the fridge is full of like Stella, and, that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we did. And so obviously the next day after the final, we stayed in the Marriott that night, all the family. And then the next day, that picked us up to take us back up to Liverpool. No, no, nice. it was just straight to Liverpool, and then straight to the local and. It was just party for a few days before we, we, you know, get back on it because I knew the prem was coming. But it was just nice to, you know, share them moments with my family and because all the lads, because you you're out you're there a bit later, all the lads are just shooting off everywhere, so you can't really get that chance yeah. to, to enjoy yeah. it. So we we didn't experience the the after party and we didn't have an after party, but yeah, we we certainly did as as a family, which was nice because I'd been through a lot. You know, I I'd, I'd lived, I I'd moved away from my missus, me and my missus were living. You know, we'd just had Sonny, who'd just been born that that year, so he was only two. So there was a lot, you know, which are, which I sacrificed to come down here and lived on my own for for the year. I lived in Canary Wharf, which was uh, well, look, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong, and I love Canary Wharf, and but it's quite know, Bolton, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, li- I didn't ever live in Bolton. You see, because uh, I right. lived in Liverpool, uh, right. and I remember when I left li- when I left Bolton to go to Newcastle. It was like one of them last day of the, last day of the window. It didn't even ring me, missus and say I've been sold. I just walked into the and she was going. I remember for Christmas, I got her a, a box for the pussycat dolls because they were massive at the time. So her and her mates were all in ours as I got home, getting ready to go today. And I've walked in and gone, I'm going to Newcastle. And she's gone, what? And I'm going, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Newcastle. And she's like, what do you mean? I went, yeah, I've been sold. I'm going to Newcastle. <laughs> and she was like, and obviously it hadn't just triggered. Drop and that and that then bomb, she's shot. like out the window like as I'm getting in the car. What, like, you, you're you not coming back? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> probably not for a while, no. And then, and then I didn't see them, you know. So, it, like, people don't see that side of it, you know. Oh, yeah. She's got our Jasmine, who, are, like, our Jasmine was a baby then. You know what I mean? Like, literally. And now she's just got to basically leave a job, because she was a nurse at the time. Leave a job, move up. She might have been probably pregnant, or did she just... Did from... Haley move up the road with you? Yeah, she moved. Yeah, and yeah. then she come up, but we couldn't find her house for, for ages. So, I was in the Jasmine Dean hotel for about uh three months trying to find one then we finally found it then she sort of settled we had real good mates like steve harper one of my best mates in 40 you know similar to Gingin, and his missus the way our girls get on with, well really the kids all you know know each other got on really well uh we were on holiday with them when we found out that you know west ham wanted me and she's like i'm not moving i'm not moving and i'm like well you're gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> so, like you can imagine the, mayor, ginger will tell you like my missus you know, she can put a foot down, so <laughs> we can have a good it's the only bit. person I know <laughs> Kev really answered to is Hayley. Too. <laughs> and yeah, so then I come down, so I, I, I did sacrifice a lot, but I knew that, you know, it was the right thing to do. I knew that right, I worked, wanted to. all worked out. Yeah, yeah and and, and so that, when I was just talking about that relief and the release, you know, and then obviously Hayley moved down here. She loves it down here now. The kids love it. Well, uh, but, but obviously they're back in Nottingham now because we moved here. <laughs> and then I come back down here, so that hasn't got down too well, but... Yeah, look, it it is what it is. But yeah, what a what a what an absolutely fantastic day and then evening and then you know to spend with the family and enjoy the fact that I'm going to be back in the Premier League and and to to probably because I remember and uh, and I, I speak with Adrian Durham actually quite quite a lot uh, who's talk sport and we were we, me and my brother were in the car as I was as I was coming to sign for for West Ham and he was hammering me because how can you just score twelve goals in the Premier League? You've been one of the best midfielders. You're now writing yourself off going down to the championship, going to West Ham. We were in tatters, you know, like, you know, the way he used to go and, mm. and, he, and he's re- reared it all off. And I was like, and my brother's like, I'm going to ring him. Now, Ginger will say, like, my brother would have, would have a fight in an empty house. You know what I mean? He'd argue with himself in an empty house. He's wanting to ring him up. I'm going to leave it. Leave it. I'll get me time. And then, obviously, in time, me and of shall we say, think you differences. I've done Drive with them a couple of times, which is quite good. Talking about radio shows like that, I remember when I was a kid coming through at Cardiff,
1: and there was a you know local radio show on back there as well, Like and I was coming through. And they used to call me Jamie Collins every time on the radio. <laughs> I can't like, imagine you're tune in. You know, when you're buzzing, you yeah. play the game, you tune in, I'd, all, I'd have all the family around, and they'd go, Jamie Collins. <laughs> And my mum used to get them oh, rave. I Get them raving. Going. Um, she went, I'm phoning them. <laughs> like drive time. Do you know what I mean? In Cardiff. I'm ph- phoning them. I was about 16. Long ginger barn at the time. <laughs> Thinking I was a bit of a boy. Just got in the team. My mum and I phoned her. I'm oh, ma'am, you can't do that. You can't Ballantins do that. She, went, I probably she phoned him up and went, hello, this is Kay. This is James Collins' mother here. i am just phoning up to tell you I christened him James, not Jamie. And I'd appreciate him if you called him by his name. I put the phone down live on the radio in Cardiff. <laughs> I like to go into the trade like young lad going to the training ground the next day they're all like oh no nah. really <laughs> but, but it works violent. they call me James <laughs> from <laughs> that Or <from laughs> well, Ginger went on to <laughs> yeah.
0: all right West Ham fans one way you can support Ironcast and help us rocket up the charts and beat off the competition from other official football clubs podcasts like Chelsea and like Spurs is to get a five star rating or review from you Support me and Ginger on the podcast, chuck us a five-star rating review, and help us rocket up the charts where West Ham belong, at the top of the table. Back on with the show. We left West Ham as a player in 2015, come back in 2020, and we've just experienced one of the highlights of my entire life supporting West Ham, (laughs) that magnificent
2: night in Prague. How did the celebrations compare, 2012-2023? Oh, wicked absolutely brilliant because we were together the team was together afterwards you know and it was it was really good and we went back to the hotel with all our families there uh, friends so we were all there we had a bit of food drinks everything you know all the singing and all that type of stuff and uh, and then we headed back to our hotel where it ended up being just me nose and deck which was quite Quite a nice moment. And the trophy? If you like. so, no, no, no. We weren't interested in the trophy <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> We'd won it, hadn't we? So, <laughs> and look, it was just nice. Obviously, three, three captains. You know, just sitting there, sort of chewing the fat, talking about everything, remembering all the good things. I know we're talking about after in, the game. Yeah.
1: What? What? Are you, uh Do you remember the game? Do you, I, I know you're unbelievable at remembering stats yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, do you remember
2: a, uh, all rem, the all the? Parts I remember what? Game. I remember when. We obviously they scored, and everyone it, it it was like I remember it was like everyone was like as if we'd we'd gone one nil down yeah, or two yeah. nil down and it, and it'd gone from us and I was like I got a minute yeah let's you know right. like let's sort of refocus and and and, and, that, and we, were, we were quite calm on the bench and everything else and sort of tried to get that across to the lad like you know relax we've we've got this you know and when you when you're looking for moments of you know genius and someone to just play that proper pass and then obviously the one who you want on the end of it is is a, is a Jared Bowen and and I remember as soon as he's played played the ball and then Jared scores someone shouted offside and the gaffer always comes and looks at me and goes offside and I go no way no chance I've gone right away no chance and I've gone oh uh, am I going to be wrong here? and like you know in that little dread and then I, and then I've like goes in the in in the sh- Conference, It's not as like in the Prem where you get the re- re- repeat right away. You're waiting, you're waiting. And I'm like that. So I'm thinking... Don't get, know, <laughs> don't get this wrong. don't get this wrong. the gaffer was off. I was yeah, a little yeah. bit concerned that you couldn't keep up with the gaffer, <laughs> to be honest. Did you say, did he wait for you to say yes before he <laughs> said No, yeah, yeah. I, I was go, like, no. he was going net, nobody's come back and he's giving and He's going, uh, it's onside, isn't it? It's on side, definitely. He was and I'm, thinking, thinking, oh, I'm like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> I kept
0: thinking, oh gaffer, God, he's yeah. just done a sprint for like 50 yards, comes back and is offside. Imagine that. Both
2: armies. But yeah, so like just them moments and you know. You know, and, and like, it was just, it, it sort of just went back to the uh, uh, playoff final because it was like last Yeah. scoring that goal and it's yeah. just like, now see it out, you know what I mean? Said and, it, Kev. I've said it yeah, on here. I think yeah. the first one we did, speaking to Gerard about
1: it, About it, we don't do that. West Ham don't <laughs> <Yeah>. score last <laughs> no. last minute goals yeah. and win games yeah. and, and hang on. And the extra time seemed like, I was in the, you know, obviously you no, know, I was in the yeah, stand yeah. that night. It just seemed like it went on forever. But I remember turning to all the West Ham fans in the crowd going, I, I think I was more shocked we scored a last minute goal because yeah. I certainly <laughs> never happened when I was playing. As in like, <laughs> like scoring in such a big game and all that, yeah. and just yeah, just the relief and the feeling in in the stand. God knows how you guys felt down on the on the pitch, but it's the first proper game I'd been to in the stand, like big game yeah. supporting West Ham, and it was just just unreal, unreal night.
0: Yeah, we've had so many amazing European nights. We're about to hit our third season in a row of European football, not just the final, the semis we've been through. and yeah. How have you found those European nights? There any any moments stick Brilliant. out for
2: you? The night in Frankfurt was, was fantastic, you know, just our experience of them and what they were. Obviously, we were disappointed because we felt that we, we had an opportunity that year, you know, and, and we weren't going to let it go again last year, you know, because we thought we were better than I uh, uh, Frankfurt and we... we we let ourselves down a bit, I, I think, and I think we wanted to learn from that. And we go into every game, you know. I certainly believe that we can beat anyone on our day, whether it be in the Premier League or in across Europe. And we wanted to keep giving the lads the belief. And it was it was different last year because we had a lot. We brought in a lot of European players, so it sort of changed, you know, because we had a lot of British-based players uh, who'd left, the, who'd sort of left the building. And a lot of European lads who hadn't experienced Premier League football, but had, had, had done the European side and you know played in in them in them in them games. So it felt like when we were coming to them games, that felt like it was the that was easy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it was trying to get them lads to get adjusted to them playing in a Premier League intensity, you know the athleticism you got to show to go against the Premier League because I, I think like physicality and and all that type of stuff it is you know. Up here compared to the rest of Europe, and what's expected each week, week in week out after that Thursday game. So it was a, it was a big adjustment for a lot of them lads, and I think that's why you're seeing probably the best of them coming into the end of the season, and them sort of adjusting to what what was it you know a tough season for us in the Prem. Yeah, uh, and, and we're hoping now that now they've adjusted, we're, we're going to be able to now keep building and get better for for the Premier League as well as be able to you know establish ourselves across Europe again because. I mean, I'm certainly thinking that you know we we, we want to get back to the latter stages again. We, we we've got to be a club who gets to the latter stages, and with serious, with the the quality we have in the squad, you know, obviously we've lost deck, but if we can bring the additions in, what 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 we're looking at, and uh, I feel that we can we can we can sort of dream and you know look forward to Dan and and really believe that we can do it.
1: Yeah, Kev. Um, speaking to you about captaincy and obviously I say it all the time. And again, you're not because you're just sat next to me, one of the the best captain I worked for. Um, I got to speak to you about Gary Speed. Uh, obviously, both close with him and and obviously an absolute travesty, and still get upset mentioning his name uh, now. But what sort of I know we've spoke about it off air and personally. What what sort of influence did Speed have on you, captaincy wise and as a of, man? And
2: massive, mate. Massive on and off the field. He was massive for me because. I was the youngest captain in the Prem ever to be named as a club captain. But Speedo was obviously in the in the, in the um in the dressing room. And I remember I actually captained Bolton when we first come up at Liverpool, at Anfield, all the cap uh, Goodney Bergson sat out, someone else had sat out, the vice captain. I remember sitting there and I just I, and the gaffer had let me stay at home the night instead of being in the hotel and I'd just come for pre-match and I was sitting there and all the lads had gone back up to the room and I was just sitting there waiting. It was New Year's Day, playing Liverpool away. You know, the way like the analyst will go, uh, who's doing the team sheets or whatever, he'll go, here, you know, who's going to be the captain? And, and he's looked and he's gone, Nobby. And Is that that's just because you were sat there? Like? <laughs> I, no, because obviously I think because the Liverpool yeah, thing, yeah, he's cause... just gone, Nobby can be here today. And he's gone, do you fancy it, lad? And obviously, i have been a captain with all my school teams, or like I was captain of the reserves, captain of the youth team at Bolton, and everything. So I went, "Yeah, right." And he went, "But I thought he was joking." <laughs> and he went, "No problem, lad." And then obviously we got to the yeah. field, and then got named captain. We drew one all, scored, and Gerard scored, and then I scored to make it one all, right in front. And I remember that it was one of them, mm-hmm. like like and I always remember. I've got the pe- pitcher and like Michael Richards is standing behind me, just pointing at it. And it was such a proud moment. And I remember then, like I was sort of found, like he trusted me with that. So I, I always thought I, I am going to end up being, I want to be club captain for Bolton. And I remember uh, JJ was captain at the time. And JJ, had had a, it was after that unbelievable season he'd had. And he'd had a tough time with injuries, not really being getting to the heights of where he was. Uh, so wasn't playing a lot, wasn't involved a lot. And then Speedo was obviously the vice captain. And then Speedo got injured for a couple of games. And I just walked in one day and I was 22, I think, 22, 20, yeah, 22 going to 10 and 23. And it was, well, everything was light, light, laid out on my peg to be captain. And I, and I went on a ridiculous run of like a couple of goals, like playing up my skin. And I remember we were at Charlton away. As we come in, the gaffers, like Speedo was back in the team. And I obviously just thought Speedo would become mm. captain. I'll, I'll be like the, the assistant whenever he's not a playing, and everything was still thingy'd sl- up on my peg. And I don't know if the gaffer had spoken to Speedo about it or not, mm. or whatever. And I've gone, looked at Speedo and gone, is that right? And he's gone, yeah, you deserve it, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. And you know the way he just like yeah. it went. I, so I don't know if he was, if he knew it was coming. I don't know whether, and now, and I remember just feeling like I'm 100 feet taller. Yeah. He yeah, is just yeah, set, yeah. like, Gary Speed just said to me, "Who's our captain?" And like I remember, just shivers. But I was like, "You are like the best fella ever." You know, mm-hmm. like once they called him, and 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 he is one of them players. But like nothing faded and he and he the way he was, the way he handled it, everything. And then obviously the gaffer called me in that that, that um Monday, the Monday we we beat Charlton, I scored, uh, played really well. But Speedo was brilliant, and I just remember on the Monday, and I, like me and Speedo used to stay behind and. I think it was the year of the year of the ashes, uh, two thousand and five. Mm. So it was like we used to stay behind. He taught me all about cricket. He loved cricket. Was real, wasn't he? He, he everything was, yeah, yeah. He was bringing at cricket as well. And like obviously Simon Jones and Welshman yeah. we were doing really well for England at the time. And like he would sit there and I'd watch the ashes with him. And I, at that time I didn't have a clue. I used to think what a bad sport this is! But no, <laughs> and like obviously he's, he's telling me this is what's happening. This is what they're looking at, and like that's where my love for cricket comes through him yeah. because he he taught me how to to, to sort of play it and and visual, you know visually watch it and and, and enjoy it. Yeah, it, we just it was, we become close and like again his missus really close with my misses. We when we go out on Christmas parties all that, and then yeah, obviously he, he, he was just so
1: he was just so calm to be around, wasn't yeah. he And like. When Speedo spoke, everybody listened. Yeah, like I can only speak about it at Wales. Obviously, he was he was my captain when I first got in the Wales team, and then he went on to be manager. And he just had the calmness, and and everything he spoke was was sense, wasn't it? Yeah. And then obviously I, he had a massive influence on me. But obviously playing
2: playing with him, I, I, I don't think I've ever really spoke to you about. it. Yeah, man. well, just being side by side with him, Ginger. Like it was just, you know, it was just so nice when you know you've got. You know, we had Fernando Hierro playing for us. We had Ivan Campo, JJ Kocher. Speak- I'm well, captain that, that of all these boys. Team. You know, okay. I'm captain. You know, Sternios Janakopoulos. Gian- he was captain of Greece. You know, mm. I, you know, he, JJ was captain of Nigeria. Speedo was captain of Wales. You know, we had all these players who were international stars. Ricardo Cardin, captain of Jamaica. And the youngest lad in the team is the captain of all these lads. And I remember uh, Mike Ford, who's a great, great lad, sports psychologist who worked lots with, because I worked with psychologists throughout, all throughout my career. Not for... Anything else, but to sort of give me visuals and, and and goals and everything else, and the brilliant, it was brilliant for that. He put me in touch with Graeme Smith. Remember the South African mm. cricket, yeah. cricket uh, captain. He was yeah. the youngest, and he had all Jack Callis. He had all them. So me and him would meet up, like you know, every three three months when he was when he was touring England and all that. Would meet up for a coffee, just go through how you deal with certain things. So he was another one who was a real big influence. He probably doesn't remember game, you know what I mean? But he was good for me. That's mad though, because that that's,
1: yeah. that's ahead of his time yeah. for back then. Yeah, You know, you talk yeah. about stats and stuff like that, and that's another thing. Sam was great. Yeah. I hadn't really seen anything like that. But mm-hmm. you doing that as a player yeah. back then
2: is years yeah, yeah. 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 in front
1: yeah. of, of, of what I knew.
2: Anyway, I, I, I didn't realise he was doing all that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, even here, you know, because we had Lee and did and I used to, yeah, uh, all the time. Because it was something because I always wanted the sound off and, you know, and just... Thinking about things and how I manage lads and what I do and did it do that right, you know. And if I had an argument with one of the players, how would they, how would they handle it the next day and stuff like that? And you know, if kick someone in training and we've had a little bit of a shrug, I'm the captain. I don't really want to keep that going. You know what I mean? So, so to try and find out, you know, what you think about this. How, how how do you think about him? You know, I've just had a bit bit of a dust up with Ginge. Like me and him would, would, would probably chat that night or whatever. But if I, if I didn't really know Ginge, it's like how would they then handle it? Mm if you know what I mean. So it was all them little things which I always wanted to get advice off people, but I wanted it from someone who wasn't looking at it in a in a perspective of, oh, it's all about football. Oh, yeah, we're in it. And, we you know, like how we look at it. Uh, and, and I think it was that was like an influence off Speedo because Speedo was the one who was sort of, he was all right. You know, he spoke with, with Fordy quite a lot, quite openly. And that, that was like sort of drawing me to Fordy and and then to, to keep on with that. So it was just such a shame, you know, when we got that phone call that he had, you know, it uh, took his life, uh, sorry. So when we did get that, I was thinking like, you've got all these boss influences, he's been a boss influence on my, you know, unbelievable influence on my career and my life. Like, why why hasn't he just called one of us and, mm. you know, and and there's like so many people like that who he had and who considered themselves great mates of his, you know what I mean? And we just can't kind of get our head around it. And like the funeral, you know, I carried, carried his coffin at the funeral, which obviously was a great honour for me, but it was just one of the saddest things I've had to do, you know, and that's like I've lost, you know, grandparents and stuff. But, you know, to to, to lose one of your, you know, biggest pals in football and, you know, someone who you, you really, truly love and respect, it was such a difficult time. And, and that was like when I was down here on my own. That was the first year when we won the championship. So that was 2012 that was that year. So it was like, it was tough. And I remember my mum and Ailey really worrying about me being on my own down here. And I was like, nah, don't worry, I'm all right. And, but it was, it was a difficult time. So handling them things was was really tough, yeah.
0: We're interviewing you now,
2: just fresh
0: off of training. And I wondered, like, how much is like the influence of Gary Speed, Big Sam, all those years you spent as captain, mm-hmm. all those, those leadership, are you at are those, all those things kind of in your mind when you're out there on the training pitch
2: and you're working with the lads now? Is it all those influences? like Most definitely, yeah, because, you, you know, obviously sam as he said he was way ahead of the time so you're always looking to try and refresh to to help the lads to give them something Speed was one of them i remember when i first spoke to him and he was getting he was getting the wales job and he was saying he went to i've I've got to change the whole mentality of it he said like and he was part of that mentality like he was part of it because he had all the best stories of him cookie john Artson, you know all them lads who going out having the fun nights Get you know getting out out being out a bit too late and what they should have and all that type of stuff, and he come in stopped his thinking didn't he? They yeah. wouldn't he would, you know stopped everything. He like, changed it all. Changed changed it all. Like literally from what he was as a captain and as a player and with that camaraderie, he went no, this is it. We are going straight. Down. And he, I remember him saying I went, but well, that isn't that a bit like? Isn't that going to be a bit like two faced? Because and he went, what if I don't do it? Then it could. Spiral out of control, so we stopped all the stuff, No, no one drinks, no one this, and, and like that was the first thing, and that was the start of what was the Welsh. We, period, yeah, with, you, we you know, you there's, cook there's it, no so.
1: doubt about it. Before Speedo come in as Wales manager, we didn't know where we were training some days. Yeah, it sounds bonkers yeah, for yeah, the team, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the the team we are now. Speedo come in and change it. Oh, the way we travelled, yeah, the way we dressed, yeah, the way we ate, the way we rehydrated, the way what we were eating before games, everything changed. And if, if Speedo hadn't come in at that time, no disrespect to her managers beforehand. Sparky did it as yeah. well. Sparky had that yeah, same yeah. sort of mentality, right, playing yeah. at a big club. Yeah. It, we wouldn't see the Wales team we were in that we are now. No, he he was the right. first to yeah, say, yeah. right, everyone plays. Yeah. Speedo was the first to say everyone plays from first team to under sixteens. We all play the same way. Everyone's got to have a goal of playing for the first team. So they'd play the, the same way. And it and it all come from Speedo and and since the day he took the job. You know, as we've gone on,
0: Wales have gone on to do what they've done and it wouldn't have happened without Speeder. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring it right up to today, Kev, obviously. Yeah. The celebrations in June when we won the Conference League, unbelievable. I felt coming back to West Ham after to start this season, I was excited. Are the players excited? Are you excited to
2: get going again? You're Yeah, definitely. To go? I mean, look, again, I'm not on social media and that, so I don't ever see this I, like I won't I won't see this unless you send me it you know what, <laughs> what I mean like and I, I have it on my phone right. or like me, some me people bu- might call yeah. like that a dinosaur Kevin <laughs> <laughs> but my boy will you know what I mean my boy will be like ah oh, dad you were on Ironcast yet? ah oh, yeah yeah I've done that like that was about a week ago <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I've just watched it and I'm like oh so it was it good and he go yeah you're good dad you're good, <laughs> good. I, 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 but he is my biggest fan and he's my best mate so he's not going to say I was bad but yeah look I, it, it's just it's just been great, you know what I mean, being around, knowing that you've what you've done, uh, and and sort of what everyone's like. All people ask, isn't it, when the transfer window's open, anyone coming in? Who's coming in? Who's the <laughs> next one? You know what I mean? And you are just sort of trying to play down it. But we're open. We're open that we're going to get you know deals done before the end of the window opens. It it is a difficult, it's a difficult time to do it because we've had probably the least amount of time. Us and Man City, and Man City probably didn't come back mm-hmm. till probably a couple of days after us. So you can see that they're probably in, in the similar situation of, you know, trying to get players through the door. Who, who do they need? But yeah, look, it's a fantastic time to be at Hammer. It's fantastic to be a part of this club. You know, I'm genuinely like the love I've got for the club is unbelievable. I, I thank you know, David for giving me the opportunity, but I thank the owners too because you know they they trusted me to come back and and be one of the coaches after giving me the opportunity to captain the club. So for me, it's just like I, I love being here. I want to keep growing and keep getting better. Uh, and i can, and i feel this this is the club to do it because of of where we're going um and i'm open that this year you know with as i say a couple of more new additions that we can we can just keep building layer on layer and, and get into where where this club deserves to be and that's you know in the the higher echelons of of the premier league you know we know that there's a lot of clubs spending big money a lot of clubs who spend big money and it's not work for them so we've just got to be you know not we've got to be cautious obviously because we're west Ham and make sure that we don't you know end up Right, like some other clubs what's you know getting points deductions and all stuff like that or or, or getting around that but it's such a well run club and in, in, in that team that you know we're, we're hoping that we can just keep building and that's what we want to do you know and, and we're working hard you know the boss is working hard with the owners to make sure that that, that happens Yeah, Brilliant
0: Right we're going to end with some quick fire questions I don't yeah. want you to think too hard about the answers just wanna, whatever comes to mind okay. Right. Best moment in a West Ham shirt Playoff final Yeah Favourite holiday destination
2: Oh Ibiza!
0: Oh, I thought you were going to go Benidorm.
2: <laughs> Lands rock. I've got to say Ibiza because I got women me misses. It was the with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> if it was we ben- be Benidorm. If, it was, if, if, if this wasn't going up um, in a couple of weeks, <laughs> uh, which actors playing
0: you in the film of your life?
2: Oh, Ooh. Al Pacino definitely. Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, celebrity crush. Careful. can't say nothing because me, me missus will go mental. <laughs> yeah, My me celebrity it. crush when i said it was um uh, and we had murder over this, so it can't be a quick fire. It was Jennifer Aniston <laughs> and Kimberly Walsh. They yeah. were the two, yeah. I had a thing oh, for that's Kimberly Walsh <laughs> on the Saturdays, yeah. And like when she oh, it was the Saturday she yeah, no, it yeah. wasn't well, no, the Saturdays, no. um Girls allowed. Girls allowed. Girls allowed. And yeah. I swear, down there, that nearly got me divorced. So like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Yeah,
2: so you can put it out because it's a bit of banter. And anyway, yeah, I can I can tell you if, I, if I'm nearly divorced. I'll text. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll speak to Haley. Uh, favorite cheat meal? Oh, uh, uh, probably pizza.
0: Yeah. One you can only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life. Who you oh, pick. I'm interested in this.
2: Oh.
1: What was it you and your dad used to sing all the time? There was a guy. Oh, what was he called?
2: It'd probably be Lionel Richie. <laughs>
0: Lionel Richie did not see that coming. Did you not? No, Lionel, I don't know. I don't no. know what I was expecting. Um,
2: best film of all time? Uh, Scar- uh, Scarface probably, but uh, Godfather 1 and 2. As yeah. well. So they me 3, yeah.
0: Best mate in football?
2: Uh, tough one.
0: You haven't got to me yeah, you can say me because I'm You can say Big Sam if you want.
2: Uh, no, I, no. To, to be honest, I'd like... There's, I think there's a probably about a handful of footballers who I regularly keep in contact with and since my Bolton days. Um, and and they've been like my best mates anyway. You know, yeah. Ginger's one of them. Mm. I've got Nicky Hunter, Joey O'Brien. Um, obviously, uh, coming back, speaking to Nose quite a bit. Uh, Andy Carroll, to a certain extent. <laughs> I haven't heard from Andy for a few, <laughs> few months, but I'm just glad that he's playing at Reading. <laughs> Um No, so, uh, like, I I don't think I've got a definitive best mate, but I've got um, good, good, I've made good friends. It's mad. Yeah. I know these
1: are quick fire questions, but (laughs) the amount of players we've played with over the years, you've got hundreds and hundreds of players. Lebo used to say, like, ships in the night. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? As in, you play with all these players, but you could, you could probably, I could probably count on two hands. People your core mates, obviously Kev's one of them. Who you would class as a, as a, yeah. as a, as a good mate these things? And I think and, think,
2: and, and that, that you ask any footballer that, that's yeah, I think it'd all the same. it will all be the same. it will all be the yeah. same. Be the same. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the way it is.
0: Yeah. Final question, probably the hardest one of all. What value would Kevin Nolan be worth in today's transfer to market? Peak Kevin Nolan, prime Kevin prime Nolan. Prime Kevin Nolan. How much? How much is he getting? Can sold I put a for? figure out <laughs> right there? Go on for a
2: figure out. Right <laughs> <laughs> right Listen, you got got goals, haven't you? Prime, <laughs> prime, I like. prime Kevin that's Nolan. <laughs> Guaranteed goals,
1: (laughs) guaranteed banter. Yeah, great, great skipper, leadership. I'm going sixty million pounds. Oh,
0: he's saying Kevin,
2: you in the ball. You mean I think (laughs) he thought he was being kind. I went
1: ten more than I thought as well, so I didn't want to disrespect
0: him. I was thinking
2: fifty, and I go sixty because he was looking at me. (laughs) Put him under
0: a bit of pressure.
2: No, no, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Listen, yeah, I, I look, um I think, you know, when you look at it now and the the, the money what these lads are earning and, and I think we that's that was us when we we were playing, we were earning with yeah. incredible money and it's just I think there's only one way it's going, especially with the Saudi League going the way it is. But look, fair play to everyone who, who can make it, you know, and do it. Uh but for me. I would have sent closer to 75. <laughs> <laughs> of course,
0: of course. Um, Ken, thank you for your time today.
2: Thank Cheers, you for the
0: amazing memories you provided. You're part of the rich tapestry of <laughs> West Ham United and uh, yeah, no, good luck this season. Can't wait to see what we do.
2: Thank you, mate. Cheers, no, it's been a pleasure. Cheers, Always Ken. Always great to see me. You're uh, a big mate there. Wicked. So What's man?